Welcome. First of all, welcome. This is Unsolicited Perspectives, and I'm your host, Bruce Anthony. It's the Sibling Happy Hour, and I'm here with my sis, Jay Andrea. We're going to be dilly-daddling a little bit, and we're going to be talking about seasonal depression, and then we're going to finish off with men cheating with AI bots on Instagram. I don't know. Sounds interesting. But first things first. What up, sis? What up, brother? I can't call it. I'm just chilling. I'm finally no longer high anymore. Yeah. Quite a weekend. <laughs> What's a weekend? <laughs> Woo! Shout out to our father, turned 65. Yes, yes. It was quite it was quite a quite a some festivities. Yeah, you had some gummies that uh that uh did me in. Yeah. On on Friday, that's because I was trying to keep up with you, and that was stupid. Yeah, that, that I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> I wouldn't have tried to keep up with me. Look, Mm-mm. you did three gummies. I was like, "Well, oh, I'm gonna do one." And then after an hour and a half, I was like, "Well, I'm not feeling nothing. Let me do another one." That was your fatal mistake. And two hours after that, I was crawling to the. I was crawling out of the shower. Yeah, into the bed. Yeah. That was your yeah. fatal mistake. That's <laughs> that's everybody's mistake is that they go, oh, this ain't nothing. And that's and then, a mistake. It is something. It, is. <laughs> it will always, always be something. So just whenever you get that thought, don't go with it. Don't just go with it. Just hold on yeah. for a little longer. Just hold on. Just hold on. I don't know <laughs> if I'm going to do an edible tonight. It'll be too late to do an edible tonight. Uh, so I'm not going to do an edible tonight. But we had fun, you know. Uh Took a dad to Top Golf, then to a winery. I think he had a good time. Yeah, Top Golf is now my whole personality. I'm that person. <laughs> I'm gonna be that person of like, you ever did you ever have you ever done Top Golf? You've never done Top Golf. You've never done Top Golf. Now let's let's Come let's on. explain to the people out there why yeah. all of a sudden you're a fan of Top Golf. Because I'm a winner. Um, all I do is win, 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 no matter what. Okay. Uh, got top golf on my mind, and I can never get enough. That is how. That's who I am. I'm a winner. For those people that don't understand what top golf is, it is basically a driving range mm-hmm. where there's a point system. If you hit these hit these targets, yeah. Now here's the problem: there were five people playing, yeah. And you're supposed to choose yourself on the monitor before you start to swing, and so often. People forgot to choose themselves. Right. So you got a lot of points that weren't even yours. Because I was already the in majority, first place. No, the majority of the points that you got were not no. yours. Incorrect. I hit that. T- I hit so many targets. Incorrect. And you're just upset because you got up there like this was the PGA tournament. <laughs> you took 45 minutes to take one swing. Only That's not miss. true. That's yes, it true. is. You no. took so many practice swings. It's ridiculous. <laughs> okay. And you got up there and you were very serious about it. You were zo- you weren't even smiling. You were zoomed in. You were, you were just like, this is real. You were playing for the for the green jacket. And, and, and you missed and you stuck. <laughs> Hold on. That's okay. A lot of what you said is not true right now. First it of is all, so first true. of all, first of all. Mm-hmm. I, I was having fun and I was smiling. 
No, you weren't. Uh, yes. you oh, got, I, when you get up to the T, Bruce, when you got <laughs> up to the T, you were so dead serious. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't even like, it was like a joke. You were dead serious. And I was like, why does he look so serious? Hold on now, hold we're on. We're literally just eating chicken tenders and taking golf swings. And you hold on now. So serious. And you uh, kept trying to give everyone pointers. <laughs> and I'm like, you're in last place. Who I are wasn't you in last place. To? I wasn't in last place. I was in <laughs> second place for the longest. Okay. But who and, were you giving pointers to? It's like you act well, like people you're weren't, a golf people, pro. Well, people didn't know how to hold the go, uh, the club right. They didn't know how to swing. And and all and, and uh, hold on, I was handicapped. That's first and foremost. I was handicapped because my jeans was way? too my jeans was too tight. And Nobody I was wearing my Jordans, and and I couldn't really get a good grip on my Jordans, and my feet were hurting. You knew where we were going. Yeah, but I didn't think we was going. I thought we was just going to have some fun. And but you started talking trash, and I was like, oh, I got to. The I got only to show reason up and show out. that I started talking trash is because you got up there trying to educate everybody <laughs> like you were a golf pro, and I'm like, bro, just but sit I had down. Been taught, all right, I had been <laughs> taught by a golf pro. The fir- the first time I ever picked up a glove, uh, a club. A golf pro was instructing me. Now, granted, I have not swung a club in 12 years, but you right. know what? But you know what? That second swing was beautiful. You had one lesson 12 <laughs> years ago, and you, the, the but condescending I was a way you explained <laughs> a driver versus an iron to me was annoying as hell. I had, how was it <laughs> condescending? I was just saying, like, this is You're a driver. Like, oh, this, is long- this is a driver? <laughs> I didn't say that like that. It was so annoying. So I was like, I have to win. Like, I but, have to. But you got to also admit, like, the game was cheating me because they didn't give me a lot of the points that I deserved to have. No, you didn't hit the target. No, no I was actually hitting the target. Y'all Listen. were hitting the, the grass and it was rolling to the target. No. I was popping it. No. It was, it was, it would sound like if- this when I hit, it would go. And it would, I was popping it, and it would go into Target, and I'd be like, yo, where's my points? And they wouldn't give if, me my points. If the net at the edge of the uh, <laughs> that was one was time. Target, that was one time I did that. you were hitting it. No, that was <laughs> one time I did that. And Dude. and technically, for the record, I still drove the ball the furthest than anybody else. No. Yeah. Our, our brother got it the farthest. He ended up getting 16 points on one, and he hit he hit a Target all the way in the back. It wasn't you. Like, it wasn't you. Like, I don't know how. Was- he, he was making me so mad because he would just go up there and he would just swing. And I was like, that's not how you swing a golf club. Yes, it is. He was like, it's working. I was like, I wanted to fight, I wanted to fight everybody so badly because y'all weren't playing right. This, ladies and gentlemen, this is how serious. This is how serious he got. We weren't playing right. We were playing. It was pl- we were this was this is not the PGA tour. We were just playing. There were no Look, rules. It was real life. It was the, real. It was not life. real life. It was not real life. It was for play play. I guarantee you next time we come back in town, we go on to Top Golf. I don't give a damn if it's snowing outside. We're gonna go to Top Golf and we're gonna run this I'm, back. I'm ready. I'm ready also, anytime. I had, I had had like five tequila and sodas. Here go, here go the excuses. <laughs> well, I was I was <laughs> it was hot. It was hot and it was I, not I thought hot. it was I thought it was going to be cooler, and I had a sweatshirt cool on, it was like and I was sweating. Seventy degrees. It was, and a I accidentally day. grabbed the woman's club, so it was throwing me off. Uh huh. A lot of it's excuses. A bunch of, it's a bunch of <laughs> hey, 
I tell you <laughs> one thing I did though. What? I dropped a hundred of Dad's pop shot. You did that. I did. You did. You did. Ladies and gentlemen, he did drop a hundred points on the pop shot. That you took a picture of that. I was there for that. I mm-hmm. will have to. I will give you your props for that because I think the most I ever got was twelve. Right. And for y'all that don't know Pop Shot, it's the little basketball video game where you actually shooting the ball in the rim and you got a certain amount of time. Yeah, I dropped 100 points, y'all. And it wasn't unlimited time. It was timed. I dropped 100 of them things, y'all. And it wasn't like I was just standing up dropping the ball because I'm tall. Now I was shooting that thing and it was hitting nothing but net. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was out there doing that thing. So it was a good time. It was a good time. So you're going to find the one one thing you did and you're going to... Take that and you're going to run with it. But that's Look, okay. I took a lot of L's that day. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I took a lot of L's between not doing what I thought I was going to do at Top Golf and being so high. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> on the ride, I was going to leave this for After Hours Uncensored, but I, I'll tell a little bit about it. On yeah. the ride home, because my friend came and picked me up to give me a yeah. ride back home. Yes. Thank you for that, because that is 45 minutes out of her way. Right. Uh, to pick me up and, and to, to drive me to my place. Right before we were about to hit 495. So, ladies and gentlemen, we live in the Washington, D.C. area. My dad lives in this area that uses this uh, road called 270, this intersection that's called 270, and it merges on the 495 that'll take you into D.C. When you get off of 270 and you go to 495, after you pass this last exit, uh, there are no more exits on 495. You just right. gotta wait 25, 30 minutes before you can get to any like place that's like a gas station or anything like that. Right. Before we got off of 270, as we were riding down 270, I got so cotton mouth. I was like, I don't think I'm gonna make it in life. <laughs> not, yeah. not, not yeah. tonight in yeah. life because it felt like. One, if I opened my mouth, it like really hurt mm-hmm. in my mouth. I was so parched. So yeah. I told my friend, I was like, look, I don't know what we got to do, but I got to I got to pull over and I got to get some water because I'm yeah. dying over here. I'll tell the story of me pulling over trying to find water later, but eventually I found two bottles of water and guzzled them and it still wasn't enough. I yeah. came home you, drinking a jug no, of water. There's no cure for that dry mouth. There's just no cure for it. There's no cure for that. There's nothing but, uh, you can do. What else is going on in your world? In my world? Nothing much. I mean, well, a lot. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> Which one is it? Nothing much or a lot? I wish it's, that you would tell the story of a lost remote right now. But here's the thing. So I was, I remember telling this story. I remember it being very funny the way I told it. It was hilarious. I can't remember exactly what I said. Damn. <laughs> but, uh, Damn. ladies but and gentlemen, I, my sister told a story about losing the remote, and I, and 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 maybe she'll remember by the time after hours on sisters when we filmed that. That was so comical. I was like, "This is a stand-up routine. This <laughs> is actually hilarious." And I wasn't that high yet. It was yeah. le- just legitimately hilarious about sitting down putting your remote right next to you. And then next thing you know, your remote is gone and you don't know where it is. And it's happened to all of us. It's happened to all of us. And where the remote, (laughs) where I ended up finding it 
It was in the fridge. It was on top of the eggs. And I don't know how it got there. I don't remember even going in the kitchen. Uh, and I said, well, I'll be down. <laughs> the remote. After looking all over for the remote, it was in everywhere. the fridge on top of the eggs. All right, yeah. But you said you had nothing going on, but a lot going on. Well, you know when there's like everything going on, but also nothing. Like, it's like that. It's one of them times where you're just like, it's everything's going on, but also nothing. I've been very open, I think, uh, to a certain extent about mental health issues mm-hmm. and my mental health issues. So I am ta- I did take some time uh, away from work to get my head together. We'll talk a bit a little, a little bit more in the next segment about about seasonal depression and things like that. But, uh, you know, if you... This is uh, capitalism. Capitalism, uh, to me, fosters burnout. Um, And Mm. it's a great place to, if you want depression, you will get it in a capitalist society. Like you will, (laughs) if you're looking for anxiety, if you're looking for heightened levels of cortisol, uh, stress hormone and all of that, if you're looking for that, Try capitalism because it's going to be there. Um, mm-hmm. But luckily, my job is very, very supportive and, um, you know, inclusive when it comes to issues of mental health. But we'll talk about it a little bit more in the next segment. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Because I want to get into it because you dropped something on me last weekend and I was like, huh? And I was like, um, we probably need to talk about that. Mm-hmm. And uh and now when you sent something to me earlier today, I was like, okay, yeah. I get it. Um, well, there is one thing I would like to talk about. That's okay. also depressing in a different way. Mm-hmm. And comical, but ultimately depressing. Mm-hmm. Kevin McCarthy. Boy. Getting ousted from his speakership. Boy, oh boy. So for those oh. people that have been living under a rock uh, and don't. <laughs> Pay attention to politics, which I don't. I'll say time and time again, I don't understand why you don't pay attention to politics. Over and over again, life. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the House, was ousted from his position on Tuesday. Tuesday being the second, no, no, the third, the third, the third yeah. of October. This was unprecedented events that's caused a uh, great stir in the House of Representatives, specifically for the Republican side. Even though the Republicans are trying to blame the Democrats for this, which, by the way, I don't. Democrats didn't bring up the vote to oust him. No. And they didn't vote for him for speaker. Not one time during that 15 round fight in January. So why all of a sudden do Republicans think that Democrats would vote for McCarthy as speaker when in all of history, pretty much those votes go along party lines, but okay. Yeah. I don't, it's ridiculous. So Matt Gates. You know, the congressman from Florida led about eight Republicans that got they got the votes to get uh, old McCarthy out and they're going to have to bring in a new speaker. Mm-hmm. Which uh, who that will be. I already know who it will be. I, I put money. I put what is it? Dog to donuts or donuts to biscuits or whatever like that. What's the expression? I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I, feel like it, I feel like it's expression. It's going to be Jim Jordan. Is it dollars to donuts? Maybe. What is it? To, something to sense? Hey, y'all out there, let me let me know. Because I, I don't be knowing this stuff. Um, it's going to be Jim Jordan. Yeah. Jim uh, Jordan is part of that. He's he's like a, 
a Which pseudo I hate that for us. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I hate that yes. for us. But but because of that stupid, stupid, stupid concession that McCarthy made back in January that one person could bring up a motion to remove, to vacate the speakership, because he made that stupid, stupid deal. I don't, I'm surprised he lasted this long. Um, in the New Yorker, Susan Glasser <laughs> wrote a really great article about this ouster. And she said the uh, political obituary writers will not be kind to uh, McCarthy. The 55th Speaker of the House turned out to be one of the weakest America has ever had. A man whose overriding ambition seemed merely to have obtained the job itself and whose willingness to make a bad deal to get it proved to be his pre predictable undoing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he w Literally the worst politician I've seen in a while. Well, Very bad at making deals. Well, no, he was very bad at making the final deal. He got up there. He worked. He he maneuvered he his way up there, right? Like so. So he's a decent politician because he got up there. He got up to number three person in mm -hmm. line to be president. Yes. If the president go down and the vice president go down, he was going to be president. And God help us, because I think it's going to be Jim Jordan next. But yeah, he 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 wanted that speakership so badly. Mm-hmm. That he gave away, he made the worst deal in history, and he made promises to people that he did not keep. And, no. and when I was listening to Matt Gates, and by no means am I a fan of Matt Gates, he literally looks all. like a cartoon of Satan. Yeah, he just has a douchey face. Yeah, you want to punch him in it. Every 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 time he opens his mouth, I'm like, you know what? If you weren't who you were, and I was close to you. You would get a knuckle sandwich. If now, he was a regular old. dude in a bar, mm -hmm. he he starts the the bar fights start because of his face. Oh, God, I can't stand his face. But I actually agree with him for the reasons that he brought about this uh, this um, this vote to oust McCarthy. A deal was always the deal was that if anything was going to be brought up for a vote that they were going to be given 72 hours to look over anything that was going to be able to get to, brought up for a vote. And the deal also was, is that no legislation could pass that was basically because the Democrats got it through. In other words, the continuing resolution that just passed, it was because 208 Democrats voted for it and a few Republicans. But ironically, he needed Democrat support and had to speak on the Democrat side of the House because the Republican side of the House kicked his ass out. He needed the Democrat support in order to get rid of McCarthy. For the reason, it's the same- Who, Matt Gates went over to the Democrats? Yes, because I, they, kicked, they kicked him out. The Republican caucus says you can't speak at any podium over here, period. Wow. So he had to take his ass over to the Democrat side and use one of their mics. And appeal to them. And they're trying to get rid of him. They're trying to expel him right now. They they got an ethics. They uh, should, because listen, he could come up with every excuse in the world. Well, first of all, we all know that Kevin McCarthy is gonna back out of any promise that he makes. Period. He is because he got he got that type of face. A, a pattern and a history of doing that, also. Right. 
Plus, okay. his actions have backed up what you just said. And also, his face looks like he would do something like his that, too. His face looks like he would just lie. Lie, yep. And be like, I never said that. <laughs> okay. or, or gaslight you. Because that's or what he did. You. Because he needed the Democrats to pass that CR and then blamed the Democrats and said the Democrats wanted to shut down Took the government. Took his ass on Face the Nation. <laughs> right. Knowing, knowing that if it came up for a vote, he would need Democrats to save his job. Yes. And he took his ass on Face the Nation and said, your fault. <laughs> no, it is this ragtag group of dregs in your caucus, sir, mm-hmm. that is the, whose fault it is right. that we nearly had a government shutdown and we're going to likely have another one in November. Uh, it depends. But Hopefully but, not. Regardless of what uh, you know, excuses Matt Gates uses, this was b- purely his personal animosity towards Kevin McCarthy. He has not yeah. liked him from the beginning. He hasn't voted yeah. for him from the beginning. He just ended up voting present after fifteen rounds of voting to get him into the speakership. He he has been threatening to do this for weeks, maybe months. Like this is he wanted to do this because he doesn't like Kevin McCarthy, right? Period, and yep. that's why he did it. And Hakeem Jeffries, who's the minority leader, he said, "Hey, Democrats are united in the fact that this ain't our business. <laughs> <laughs> this will have nothing to do with us." <laughs> nothing. Even though, even though every Republican giving an interview, every House Republican giving an interview, are trying to blame it on Democrats, and I just hope. I hope people can see through that BS because it's really not our problem. It's not not our problem. Nobody voted for Kevin McCarthy. They never did in the first place. Why would they do it now? That doesn't make any sense. The House House majority decides who the speaker is. Yes. We know that. It has nothing to do with that. And if you guys can't get your own people in line, that ain't got nothing to do with us. Not a damn thing. They had a closed door meeting. And they all got on the same page <laughs> and they all unanimously <laughs> voted to oust him. And mm-hmm. then sat, but sat quietly, didn't just let them <laughs> shoot themselves in the foot. And they did. Yeah. And all the Republicans needed was five to defect and they had eight. Mm-hmm. They probably could have pushed for some more if they really wanted to. But there's like, all right, you just want to you just want to kiss up to the ring. You go ahead. You stay over there. We got our solid eight. And what I don't know that, the if you've eight? seen, yeah, I don't know if you've seen a picture of the hateful eight, but they do look like, like uh, if you were to have a Justice League of villains. <laughs> the, they were called There's, the Legion of Doom. There we go. The Legion of yeah. Doom. I mean, uh, one looks not like the, Skeletor. Not the Road Warriors, but the Legion of Doom. Yeah. One, one looks like Skeletor. That he wasn't uh, in the Legion of Doom. But... I'm just telling you what they look like. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. But they, they they would be the Legion of Doom, though. No. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's that's what a, a picture of them all together in Washington Post. And it looks, yeah, it looks, <laughs> <laughs> it looks very white, um, as is the GOP. But it also. Uh, they got they got some they got a few black people. They got like, a couple of brothers from like Florida. One. It's, it's like, like one this. or two. Remember, because they try to prop him up during the votes. Yeah, I nominate the black dude. Y'all don't know his name. You're right. right. <laughs> he don't a black Republican that we know. <laughs> this one, the one over here. The one over here. 
he ran up those stairs. <laughs> that's a that's a Beverly Hills cop joke. This yeah. is a horrible segue to a <laughs> to a very important subject. But yeah. this is the best segue I got. So we're gonna talk about seasonal depression next. Hey there, podcast listeners. It's Bruce Anthony here, and welcome to another episode of Unsolicited Perspectives. Today. I want to talk to you about something that's been on my mind lately, the importance of staying hydrated and taking care of ourselves. Whether it's prioritizing our health and wellness or gearing up for festival seasons or just gearing up for whatever season or time of year, there's one brand that's been my go-to for all things hydration, Liquid IV. Speaking of health and wellness, let's dive into how Liquid IV can fuel your well-being. Imagine starting your day off right, feeling refreshed and energized. Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier is the missing piece in your daily routine. With just one stick, you get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. It's perfect for those early mornings, pre-workout boosts, moments when you're just feeling run down, or even after a late night or long flights. I absolutely love how convenient Liquid IV is. The packaging makes it easy to bring with me wherever I go. And let me tell you, it's become vital daily part of my routine. The flavors, <laughs> let me tell you something, they're incredible. From refreshing sea berry and strawberry lemonade to classics like lemon lime and watermelon, there's a flavor for every preference. It's like a burst of hydration with a hint of deliciousness. Picture this. One stick of liquid IV mixed in 16 ounces of water, hydrating you two times faster and more efficient than water alone. And with 12 mouth water and flavors, you'll never get bored with your hydration routine. Plus, liquid IV is packed with five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and of course, vitamin C. It's also made with premium ingredients, non-GMO, free of gluten, dairy, and soy. This is hydration at its finest, but it doesn't stop there. Liquid IV believes that access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. That's why they partner with leading organizations finding innovative solutions to help communities protect both their water and their futures. It's incredible to know that Liquid IV has already donated over 39 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world. They truly walk the talk. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code unsolicited at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code unsolicited at liquidiv.com. Remember folks, taking care of ourselves should always be a priority. So why wait? Head over to liquidiv.com, pick your favorite flavors and experience hydration like never before. Stay refreshed, stay hydrated, and keep rocking those unsolicited perspectives. All right, Jay, we're about to talk about a serious subject that that affects a lot of people out there, including yourself. Mm-hmm. And and I, I guess maybe me sometimes, but I don't know if there's varying degrees about that. You would have more information about that. But seasonal depression, you brought this up to me uh, and said, yeah, I would like to talk about this. And, and uh, I'm like, okay. Let's do this. Yeah, there's a new uh, article today in the uh, Washington Post that uh, talked about fall being the best time to prepare for winter seasonal depression. Um, As fall approaches, approximately 5% of Americans begin to experience early symptoms of winter seasonal affective disorder or SAD, which is, boy. (laughs) (laughs) 
about talk about an on point acronym. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but um, Dr. Norman Rosenthal, a pioneering uh, psychiatrist in sad research, suggested that decreased daylight hours, which I think a lot of us know this, that mm-hmm. uh, the shorter daylight hours uh, during fall significantly contribute to this condition. By winter solstice, places like D.C. will lose almost five and a half hours of daylight. Mm-hmm. Um and we all know you need you need daylight, you need vitamin D to keep your spirits up. Plus, mm-hmm. just the winter time and holiday time can be a tough time for people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, depending on your family situation, your professional financial situation, you know, a lot of different reasons it can be uh, a tough time for people. But to combat sad, experts advise starting preventative measures like light therapy. Um, as soon as initial symptoms appear, you also want to communicate regularly with healthcare professionals, adhere to routines that promote mental well-being, which is part of the reason why I'm, I didn't take a break from the pod because the recording the show, I don't consider it work because it's one of the things that I enjoy doing. So I want to keep doing things that I enjoy doing. I'm glad I got you on record saying that because you'd be complaining a lot behind the scenes. Because it's funny. And I like, <laughs> it's, it's simply just for just because it's funny, but it is uh, one of the things that I do. That's part of my routine. Uh, you know, we do it every week that um, it's just one of the things that's good for my mental well-being, even though we get on here and argue about whatever. Um, and and this is probably the hardest one, but maintaining a positive perspective on the changing seasons is a crucial step because a lot of people are like, oh, God, you know, winter's coming. I'm going to be down. I'm going to be depressed, you know, things like that. And they already have like, you know, a negative view of of this time of year. But, you know, for me, it's, it's yeah, it is seasonal to a certain extent it's kind of like the depression's kind of always there. Um, but you know, I got a great team of healthcare workers that I work with. Um, but in addition to that, this the anxiety, the anxiety of just daily life, just living. And I feel like for everyone, it's kind of been exacerbated by the pandemic. And I talk to friends and things and everybody's going through it. Literally, if you if you get a chance to get anyone to open up, you'll find that everybody's going through it. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody is feeling some depression, some anxiety, some burnout, and we need to talk about it. Like we shouldn't. Uh, that's the, one of the things that I was really lucky that you know the management team at work and my my job in general are very supportive and very keyed in on mental health issues and what you know what people need. Um, and making sure that they make those accommodations. So it's just about asking for help when you need it, mm-hmm. not being afraid to ask for help. No one is a burden to anybody. Um, and you always have somebody out there, somebody in your community. It's not always your family. You know, um, Sometimes it might not even be your friends. Sometimes it might just be a coworker or um, you know, going to sites like BetterHelp or something like that, and and finding uh, 
a mental health professional, talking to your primary doctor, hell, talk to your dentist. I don't care. Like just talk to somebody and recognize the the signs. Hold up. Listen. Not the dentist though. Not the, not the dentist. Anybody. Any, no. It could be it could be anybody, but a you, lot of you can't talk to your dentist because he's in your mouth and he is cleaning when stuff. When he takes a break. To no, examine your mouth, the x-rays. Your lips is dry and you spitting out the, little, the when in you the say, cup. You know, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> you had you had me on everything till you I said Dennis. I don't know about you, <laughs> but this time of year can get me a little down. Like that, that is okay. Like he might be able to give you some resources. We don't know. I don't the know dentist, what dentists are trained to do. I don't know. They're trained to work with your teeth. You never unless damn. your teeth unless your teeth are causing you problems, then it's, I don't think it's some black math. Your teeth and your head, where your brain is. <laughs> <laughs> so, by extension, you can also talk to your dentist, but recognize. Okay. I mean, hell, I don't know. Talk. I don't know. If you say so, talk. Basically, talk. 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 Don't hold to it somebody. in. Yeah, and don't feel if you start. Um, especially if you start feeling symptoms of burnout, um, particularly burnout can be anything. You could be burned out over anything. It doesn't necessarily have to be your job. Um, mine is actually not tied to my job. It's just like something needed to give at this point. And so I was like, okay, some, so there's gotta be a break in here somewhere where I can take some time for myself. But if you start noticing that, you're being overly critical or cynical. If you start noticing that you're more irritable and impatient and you lack energy, you find it hard to concentrate. Um, you know, you're using food and drugs and alcohol to feel better or to just not feel or you're Wait a minute, drugs and alcohol? Like, yes. Can't you just use drugs and alcohol because you like like to have a good time? Well, listen. You might <laughs> want to unpack <laughs> what a good time means for you. You know, and, just, just have a drink and play my wrestling video game. And why you feel like you need those things in order to have a good time. Like, I'm going to tell you, I, I use it to I not feel gonna... better. <laughs> I mean, I use it to feel better. Like that's... I was about to be like, you use it to not feel better? No, I use it to feel better. Yes. Uh, so, well, I mean. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be just... honest. I'm not, I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to fake the phone. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Somebody accused me the other day. They was like, are you an alcoholic? I said, no, I'm a drunk. There's a difference. There's a difference. There's a major difference. Anyway. Please explain that difference. You can't just say <laughs> that there's a difference and then not give people the difference. An alcoholic has no control. They have no boundaries. Okay. They drink whenever, however, doesn't matter. Right. A drunk has rules that they follow that they don't break. They just like to drink more than average. Mm -hmm. So a drunk would be like, you know what? I got to wake up early in the morning. I'm not going to drink tonight. But I won't have to wake up early the next day. So I damn sure I'm drinking tomorrow night. Right? right. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, a drunk would say, I got to go to work. So no, I'm not going to have a drink at lunch. I'm not going to have a drink at lunch because I'm, I'm working. Yeah. But as soon as I'm not working, it's time to crack oh, open. People, people yeah. know, don't contact me about nothing serious after <laughs> 3 p.m. On Sunday. And <laughs> yeah. I say 3 p.m. because I probably start drinking at noon, but it ain't kicking in until 3. Yeah. 
three after, you might as well chalk it up to the game. And don't trust nothing I say to you after that. Because yeah. I'm going to tell you everything because I'm in a happy mood. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm gonna agree to plans. I'm going to tell people that I love them. Yeah. Hey, we should spend more time together. All that yeah. stuff. I don't mean All it. I'm lies. just happy. I'm just, I, I'm, that's my, that's my <laughs> Kevin, Kevin McCarthy moments. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday after three is my Kevin McCarthy moments. Don't trust nothing I say because I'm nope. lying. Yes. Uh, yes. But that's the difference between a drunk and an alcoholic. An alcoholic, an alcoholic can't stop drinking. Yeah. For a couple of days. A drunk will prove that he's not alcoholic and say, well, I just won't drink for a couple of weeks and won't drink for a couple of weeks. But then as soon as that couple of weeks is over, start drinking again. Yeah. So that's the difference. Um, But using this stuff, yes, these things in moderation are good, but not in moderation and used to cover over pain. Yeah. Mask. Yeah. Those aren't good operations to use. Yes. No. No, you gotta you gotta find healthy coping mechanisms, um, and it all starts first with seeking support. Um, like I said, you can reach out to anybody, coworkers, friends, loved ones. Um, there, are most most jobs have employee assistance programs that offer um, that offer some form of counseling or support, um, or you can try, you know. A, me- a mental health professional, you want to try relaxing activities, getting exercise, getting some sleep. I know I have a problem with uh, something called revenge bedtime. <laughs> what is that? Revenge bedtime is when you feel like your whole day was consumed by things that you not necessarily didn't want to do, but they weren't your choice. Like you had to work or you had some family obligations, something that consumed your whole day. So to recoup that time, you don't go to sleep. Huh. You stay up later to have some time for yourself. For yourself. Huh. But, it, but that just ends up throwing off the next day. And it's a vicious cycle that you get into. Ooh, I think I do that from time to time. Mm-hmm. If I don't get my Sunday fun day, yeah. Then I, I'm probably doing that at some point during the week. Yes. Oh, wow. And then it just throws you off for the next day. Then you feel bad the next day. Then you throw, then that you do revenge bedtime again. And then it just keeps throwing you off because you have that thought of like, if I go to bed, then I got to get up and, and do life again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to, I want, I want some time for me. Right. Uh, so yeah. seasonal depression is real. Um, yes. I don't know if I have it. I hate the winter time. I hate mm-hmm. when it gets dark early. Yes. Uh, but I also hate the cold. If mm-hmm. it was winter time in Hawaii, I wouldn't mind the winter time. Um, <laughs> I I remember dating somebody and they told me ahead of time, you know, when it gets to the winter months, I get seasonal depression. Mm-hmm. Um, so for Christmas that year, as one of the gifts that I got her was um, the light. Yeah. There are special lights that you can buy on Amazon that you can have. At this time, it was during COVID. So, uh, like everybody was working from home. So I said, hey, you can put this light on your desk. Yeah. And just have that light. That's that Um, light therapy that is so crucial, especially for people whose depression is linked to the lack of sunlight. Well, I mean, there's a reason why everybody is happy during the summertime. Mm hmm. And and because the sun, like we like yeah. sun. Sun is nice. Sun is good. Well, there's actually 
There is actually a summer sad, um, but that uh, is prompted by excessive heat, humidity, and allergens. Hmm. Is that summer or spring? It. They call it summer sad. Because spring, I hate the spring because I can't breathe. I'm not a fan of the spring either. Yes. I, I can't yeah. breathe. You know, yeah. I hate the pollen. And especially in this area, I feel like every... Oh God, I got to take you feel so constant, When you feel constantly sick, mm-hmm. you know, and like then... May I get, and June. May mm-hmm. and June for me, I was constantly sick. That sucked. Yeah. I couldn't even drink. You get a little down. You get a little down. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got down because I couldn't even drink. Yeah. That's, <laughs> no, I feel no, bad for you. Everybody, everybody on here is going to be thinking, Bruce got a problem. I do not have a problem, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a problem. He's sober right now, probably. Uh, yes, I am sober right now. I am sober right now. Even though we call this the happy hour. Well, I, I'm sober right now because I went out last night mm-hmm. to see my friend that I haven't seen in five years. And she was in town. So I, I had beer last night. So I really don't feel like drinking because my, my tum-tum hurts from drinking beer because I don't drink beer. Ugh. I don't know how people drink beer. Yeah. I don't I don't drink beer. I don't drink beer. Let me tell yeah. you something. And this is TMI, but we here now. Are we? All right. Yeah. Thank God nobody. I had to bring a little levity to the situation because we got real deep. And we're going to get back to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I got to take a pause for a quick joke. Mm-hmm. Beer doesn't work for my tum-tum. I wish you would I, stop calling it that. No, I want to say my tum-tum. Okay. You know, dilly-daddling, tum-tum. I think I said <laughs> something real old uh, the other day. I can't remember the expression. But thank God that nobody was sleeping in the room with me last night. Oh, boy. Yeah. Because uh, it was disgusting. Yeah. It was so bad. I got mad at myself for keep farting. I yeah. was farting so much. I was like, yo, I'm, I need to stop. Stop, stomach, stop. And I couldn't. It was in waking me up in the middle of the night. It was three o'clock in the morning. I woke up. I was like, it's funky as hell in here. I couldn't breathe. I was choking. You were choking I, yourself out. I was choking myself out. I was like, am I high from the fumes of this funk? Yeah. It is something. It was so bad. My automatic air freshener that has that strong kick couldn't even knock it out. Did you get funk away? I, I'm getting it this weekend. Because that's what you need. Yeah, I needed that last night. I needed to get the, Ladies I and gentlemen. <laughs> there is a aerosol fragrance <laughs> called funk away. And it <laughs> truly gets the funk away. I'm sure you can buy it on Amazon. And you absolutely can. Not yeah. only do they have it on Amazon, they're not a sponsor, ladies and gentlemen. No. But I wish they would. I wish, <laughs> hey, look, funk away. Let me know. I'll we do a whole down. commercial with I'll do a three-minute commercial for you. I have funk away. The funk away got not only do they have the, the spray can, they mm-hmm. got uh, a, a laundry boosters, they got other um Senate stuff that you can use. They yeah. got the little uh, small space things. Funk Away knocks out that funk. It I does. highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. It knocks out such good funk that you can smoke weed, spray it, and you don't smell the weed. Don't smell a thing. Funk Away. Yeah. Funk Away. Go get that funk. When I but, say it eliminates odor, it eliminates it. <laughs> it's gone. Uh, but you can't funk away your seasonal depression. So make sure. 
What? What? I thought that was a good transition. What? What? Why? Why? You, why you see exasperated? Get off the mic. <laughs> Get off the mic. That was a good. That was, was a horrible segue. I was going to say you can't funk away seasonal depression, so make sure that you talk about it and go get some help. That's what I was going to say. And I thought that was a fantastic transition from the joking thing that we was doing to tie it all back into what we was talking about in this very important segment. And here you go, not trying to see that I'm making a point, that I'm bringing it all back around and you mm -hmm. want to make little jokes. I'm being for real with it. Truly terrible. No, I think that you was brilliant. No, you can't funk away this. I said that's what I said. That was the point. Depression. You can't funk away seasonal depression. So make sure you go get your help. Yeah. And I, and it's also really important because a lot of the symptoms can be the same. You might think you're just dealing with job burnout and you can push through, but it may be anxiety and depression that that's really you're dealing with. So, or a combination of all three. So it really is important to check in with yourself mentally and emotionally, just as much as you check in with your physical health. They're all I, equally important. I think that's, a, that's an important thing to talk about. I, I know for myself it was my ex-wife that pointed out my anxiety. I had no mm -hmm. idea I had anxiety. Mm -hmm. I was just like, there was no, you know, you had the little butterflies in your stomach or, you know, you were like my palms, my palms were in high school. I remember somebody would always give me a five and be like, Bruce, why are your palms always sweaty? I was like, I don't know. Maybe it's my deodorant or something. I didn't know why my palms was always sweaty. Yes. Uh, you do have very but, moist hands. Because uh, I got anxiety. Yes. Um, so, but I didn't know that until she yeah. pointed it out. She was like, oh, you're anxious right now. There would be times I was sitting on the couch and I would have these little tells. Mm -hmm. I would I'd hide my face, but like hide half of my face and bite on my shirt, uh, but have it over my nose. And she was like, mm -hmm. what's going on right now? She would pull the shirt down and I would pull it back up. She's like, what's going on right now? I was like, I don't know. You're anxious right now. What? Let's, let's observe what's going on right now. I was like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I thought I was cool. We just sitting here chilling, yeah. but obviously nothing. So she pointed out, I think there are a lot of people out there. I try to point it out to some of my friends, mm -hmm. uh, some of my male friends. And they are just like, man, I don't got no anxiety, man. I don't know what they're talking about. And I was like, bro, I could like see it on your face. Like yeah. you have certain things, like you're, you're biting your lip and zoning out. That's not because you in for real thought and in deep thought, because I know you, you're not that deep of a thinker. So, so that's, that's anxiety. Something that's yeah. going on right now. No, I'm yeah. all right. All right, man. Well, okay. So I think a lot of people don't know how to point out these signs. So I think yeah. that that's why it's so very, very important to not funk away these feelings. You're going to double down on it. Okay. And talk. Because sometimes people can open your eyes to things that are going on with you that you didn't even realize were going on with you. Yeah, I liken it to the first time I got glasses when I was nine. Okay. I didn't know that I couldn't see because it was just how I've always seen. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I put on glasses for the first time that I was like, damn, trees got leaves? <laughs> like I knew high level that trees have leaves, right? Like I obviously knew that. 
but I never seen them. It had always, that was my literally my first thought stepping out of the optometrist's office and looking up was that I could see the individual leaves on trees. Wow. For the first time. And so you don't, I didn't know I couldn't see until somebody pointed out to me, you can't see. That's why you stay <laughs> close to the television. <laughs> That's why you're struggling in school. <laughs> you can't see nothing. <laughs> okay. So sometimes you're just going through the motions and you're really hurting. Mm-hmm. And you're still just going through the motions and pushing yourself and pushing yourself. Well, let me tell you something. Your body will let you know when it's time to stop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Your body will definitely let you know. It will tell you. (laughs) It will tell tell, you when it's time to stop. I tell people all the time. Yeah. Like when I'm in these, when I have these physical pains or whatever, and they say, because, you know, everybody, I, I go to the gym six days a week. Uh, part of that is dealing with my anxiety. Like mm-hmm. going and working out helps me with my anxiety. If I didn't work out, whoo wee, because I've been there before. It's not good. Yeah. Um, but when my body tells me, it's like, yo, Bruce, like you got some pains, mm-hmm. and these aren't the type of pains that you go and you stretch and you work your way through. These are the type of pains that you need to sit your ass down because you've been pushing yourself too hard. Yes. Like I'll, I'll be like, all right, today, you know, I might just go for a brisk walk. You know, I'm yeah. at that age now where a nice walk is good exercise. But that's a good that's a good exercise. Yeah, you clear your head out. Yeah. It was it was nice outside today. You know, the leaves, the kids was outside playing. The most beautiful sound in the world is the kids playing. Um, I hate it. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, did you have any final things to say to funk away the seasonal depression? Triple down, triple down. I mean, because now I got to lean into it. Stupid, stupid. Okay. Uh, No, I'm just saying, you know, it's okay to talk about this stuff. It's okay to check in with yourself. Look, I'm not saying that uh, any of this stuff is not painful. It is difficult when you're addressing your traumas or anything like that. All this stuff is difficult, Um, but it's important for your well-being. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Recognize the signs in other people as well and ask other people if they need help. All right, Jay. Not to funk away the last segment. (laughs) I really, I really don't want this to be a hill you die on. Like, seriously, (laughs) I wish I never brought it up. I wish I never, ever brought it up. Oh, okay. Go ahead. There was an article in the Rolling Stone, and the article title is Men Are Cheating with AI Instagram Bots Because, well, men. I added that well. That wasn't in the title. But But it's implied. Because men, right? Yeah. Uh, It's talking about a trend has uh, has prompted an ongoing conversation about what constitutes infidelity in the digital age. And it goes on to talk about this young woman named Daphne who was dating a guy who, you know, she wasn't too keen on anyway. She thought she couldn't trust him because he he said he didn't lie. Just sometimes he would omit certain truths, mm-hmm. which is a clever way. It's a clever way of saying saying that you Kevin McCarthyan. Yes, uh, that's the new thing. From now on, when you lie, yeah. you Kevin you Kevin McCarthyan. Mm-hmm. And uh, he she like he was showing her something on Instagram, and she recognized in his DMs. It said Instagram user, which typically means that Instagram user is either blocked or deleted their account. And there was a wink face. Mm-hmm. And she 
clicked that button and saw it was a full-fledged conversation, right? Yeah. Had a little link for uh, some some videos or whatever. And she was thinking that it was a bot because she had read through the conversation. And, and, and bots are becoming more advanced, but you could kind of tell what that conversation yeah. is if a bot is talking to you or not. Yeah. And uh, it became a question of, is it cheating if men are DMing either real people or bots and Instagram and flirting, but not meeting up, but DMing and flirting and stuff through Instagram? Or is it not cheating? Women, of course, said it is. Mm -hmm. And men, of course, said it is not. Mm -hmm. This man will say it absolutely is. Anytime, if you, if, if a man says, no, that is not cheating if I do it, what about if your girl does it? Is right. it cheating then? Yes, it is. I think you would say it was cheating then. Mm -hmm. So it's cheating. Uh, there, there are no double standards here. Everybody is held to the same accountability. But with this new digital age, you know, I've, I've talked so much about relationships on the show. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard. People keep saying the dating atmosphere is hard. The dating atmosphere is hard. And they're right. Yeah, it the is. dating atmosphere is really hard because our pool has of, of choices and, and, and suitors has opened. Because yeah. of technology. Yes. Right? It used to just be people in your town, whoever you saw in your college, whoever's in your college, the yeah. town when you went home, the bar, maybe you might go across town or to the next town over. That was pretty much it. Before that, it was your high school sweetheart. And you just. Your high school sweetheart. And you that's you married stuck. back then. And that was. You it. didn't know anything different. Right. Because that was your environment. Now the world is literally open to us. Mm -hmm. Everybody. Is accessible. It ain't nothing to hop on a flight and go visit somebody. Right. And it could be intoxicating doing a staycation to go meet up with somebody. And and it becomes difficult for people to lock in on one person and say, I'm going to devote this time to this one person to see if this will work. Yeah. And you know, I, I don't know if you heard the latest episode, but the love I created the love doctor segment. Oh boy. Where I'm gonna have people come on. And ask me for advice because I have so many friends of mine, and, and this is not an exaggeration, ladies and gentlemen. I have so many friends of mine that come to me for relationship advice. Never mind the fact that I have never had a successful relationship, but I know when I see a failing relationship, right. I see all, all the signs. I can uh, recognize that. And they say you New give York great minute. advice, right? Yeah. In a New York minute, yeah. And they say that I I give great advice. And a lot of times it, it's, a, it's a conversation of, well, we're not together and I'm dating, so I could date whatever. I was like, but you like this person. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know where they're at. We'll have a conversation with them. Well, they didn't really want to have a conversation. Then there you go right there. Then there's your answer. Then there's your answer. But, yeah. I, but I like them though. But it's, it's, you don't get to choose if right. the other person is going to reciprocate that. That is... The thing I really want to drive home to everyone, you don't get to choose. <laughs> you don't get to choose. <laughs> for it to be mutual. It's right. got to be mutual. It's got to be it's mutual. Be. It's got to be mutual. So um, these guys online, and I've got hit with it, especially now since the show is on and my my personal Instagram is connected to the show Instagram. Anytime I post something, I, I post my personal page to it as well. Mm. Um, so people can find me in the personal page and there'll be DMs and I can read through the bots in a minute. Yeah, yes. And I'm like, I, I don't know you and it's okay. Are you a fan of the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah I love the show. Uh, are you single? You're a bot. 
Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm not interested. Um, but this is a thing where guys are thinking, and sometimes they're real. Some, most of the time, hey guys, most, most of the time, time they're bots. It's not guys. real. The hot girl that you think is DMing you, she doesn't need to DM you. She doesn't. All she needs to do is walk outside. Yeah. She hot hot women. Those hot women that you think are DMing you are not DMing you. It's not you, Larry. Right. You look like You're Al Bundy. One. You're you look like one. Al Bundy. You look like Larry the Cable Guy. No offense <laughs> yeah. to any of them, but they are not DMing you. And no. you are not talking to a real person. Yes, they are flat. Those bots are flattering your ego. Mm-hmm. But you got a whole for ass money. person that you, huh? For money. For, what? Sometimes for money? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's like, yo, go to this site and the site will be local singles in your area. Yes. Yeah. Pay right here to have a good sex buddy. And it's like, you <laughs> idiot. You got a whole ass person that wants to be your sex buddy. Right. Do with that. But right. People, and and it's I don't think it's just a man issue. No. Females. Um, no, it's not because I, I read into a little bit about these AI companions, and there's uh one company called Replica that mm. is an AI companion chat bot. Um, mm. and you can choose the level of connection the free users it's like just friendship and then you can pay all the way up to a pro subscription which gets into like erotic role play and all kind of stuff you can they can be your girlfriend boyfriend and it's every gender on the spectrum is using these uh chat bots but my response to whether or not this is cheating is actually going to be a little di- different from yours. It depends. Okay. Oh, got and to hear this. It depends on the parameters you've set in your relationship. And a lot of times people don't do that. They don't mm. say, this is, okay, porn, that's fine. You want to chat, that's fine. Paying cash money to a live person or a bot, that's my no-go zone. Nothing beyond that. You know, what about the strip club? Wait a minute. It's okay for them to watch porn, but not go to the strip club? It depends. Again, it depends on your mm. relationship because there's a lot of couples that go to strip club together. I think that's the best way to be a couple. Cardi and Offset always in the strip club. Well, that's because that's where she started. Okay. <laughs> okay. But that, I mean, but I'm saying though, like what constitutes cheating in their relationship versus someone else's relationship, it depends on those two people. You're right. You have to set parameters to the relationship. And you have to have those boundary discussions. Because for a lot of- In the beginning. In the beginning. Because for some of the people who do use these AI companion bots, they're using them because they have social anxiety, Mm -hmm. depression, PTSD. I don't think the bots in and of itself are a bad thing. What you were describing this company, I was like, no, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, they have, we're having some glitches at the beginning of the year where mm. the bots were like sexually harassing people in a really. Now that's funny. Now it, it it's but it can be very triggering for some people. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I, I mean, but the AI is only going to spit out what you put in. It's not sentient. Mm-hmm. So if people are being little creeps, <laughs> with the well, AI. 
<laughs> yeah, just keep it on the down low. You know, I don't know why I put I don't know why I put that country twanging in at the end. But I uh, don't know either. But actually, I kind of <laughs> liked it. But just uh, keep it on the down low. Nobody <laughs> else supposed to know. I like uh, it. I yeah, like we it. might could we might could Yeah, but there was a couple articles in Vice about the AI sexually harassing people. Um but other than that, I mean, is it cheating? I don't know. It depends on you and your relationship. Uh, I think for I, the women yes. in the article, it was cheating for them, and they were like, "No." Um. So, but for other people, especially people that you know use these chatbots and stuff, they're like, "Hey, it strengthened our marriage because it allows me uh, the space to kind of." be open and vulnerable without any judgment. And then I can mm. take those same thoughts and express them to my partner, mm. but they're worked out. I've worked them out. Yeah. With, that's, with, that's with, pretty good. You know, Cause a lot so, of times when people communicate, they have what they want to say, it's in their head and it comes out their mouth. Not the same way. No. And uh, sometimes it's not what you say. It's how you say it. You never know how somebody's going to interpret something. Also, never have these conversations through text. No. Don't have them through a phone call. Have them face-to-face. Yes. Because even through a phone call, you can't pick up the nonverbal context clues. Yes. That a person might be giving off. Like, first of all, have serious conversations when you're in a relationship. In the beginning, in the beginning, (laughs) set what you're looking for. Number, Number, that's number one. Number two, if they're not in agreement with you, don't try and think the situation is going to change. No. Accept it for what it is and either deal with it or move on. Right. Like, and uh, the people who are like, I don't want to, I don't want to scare them away. If, uh, if a conversation about boundaries and your preferences and your likes and dislikes scares that other person away, that's not the person for you. Like, it's not that difficult. Hold up. I've heard some instances on a first date, the woman will say, well, I want to get married now and have kids. So what are you trying to do? And that will scare a lot of men away. Even if men are like, yeah, eventually I want to get married and have kids, but can we get to the appetizers first? Yeah. I mean, obviously there's a time and a place. I'm talking about people in relationships. But I think you have to have those type of conversations of what boundaries for a relationship are before you even start the relationship. Yeah, I think once you've started the relationship, yeah, yeah. Once you've started the relationship, you can't go back. You could try to go back. You could try to reset the boundaries and rules and uh, of things that are comfortable for you after you've started the relationship. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck because that's not what the person that entered in may have been expecting out of the relationship. You got people. Too many people want don't want to have the tough conversations. Yes, it is nothing wrong with asking, "Are you dating other people?" No. Are you sleeping with other people? Nothing wrong. Are you being protected when you sleep with other people? That's something I'm not comfortable with. That's something I'm not comfortable with. Mm -hmm. That's something I am comfortable with. Like, these are the conversations you need to have. Yes. Do you want to have kids? Do you ever want to get married? What religion are you? Yeah. Are you religious? How serious about religion are you? Do you want to stay here in this area? Do you want to move someplace else? What is your ultimate goal when you want to retire? 
Yeah. What's your credit score? <laughs> Maybe right. not the credit score, but no. how are you with money? No. What's your how, credit score? How are you with money? Yeah. Do you have a retirement? Do you have a savings? Mm-hmm. What is your goal for the future? Like, th- th- it's okay to have these conversations. Yeah. And it's okay if your lifestyle doesn't match with somebody else and y'all move apart. You're not supposed, just because you got those warm, fuzzy feelings, that doesn't mean that that's necessarily supposed to be the person that you're with. That could be a trauma response and anxiety that's, yeah. that's causing you to, to feel that way. And to hold on to something that's not for you. Right. So stop, many people stop holding on to things that are not. Well, funny. that's anxious attachment. And I talked about that on the last episode with mm-hmm. my with my friend Jen said mm-hmm. she had anxious attachment. I can recognize that because I have it. Uh, you hold on to things when you know you should be letting them go. Yes. Stubborn. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do that. Um, you have anything else to add to this uh, about this topic, about the, the, the sex AI bots and yeah. the cheating in the DMs? Yeah, I mean. In this article, none of the relationships were that great to begin with. There you go. Um, so <laughs> there you go. <laughs> this, it kind of seemed like this was just the excuse that they used to break up with the person, which is fine. But um, you know, I have some uh, level of awareness. Recognize that this there's a good chance that this is not a real person, and don't spend money on a computer. That's <laughs> like don't. Don't, you know, pay for AI generated nudes. Like it's just it's no need. Oh my God. These AI generated pictures. Wow. They're looking more and more real. Yeah, you gotta be careful out here. You gotta you be careful. Be catfish, cat look, catfish the episodes could be whole different now. You yeah. can have some you can have some people that's a lot of times in those catfish episodes, I'm not judging anybody. It just seemed like a lot of them were lonely. Yes. And we're susceptible to something like that. Yes. I think now with the way technology is moving, you're going to see a lot more people who aren't lonely. Right. That fall for stuff like that. Yeah. Because so many people are out there online dating because online dating is a thing. But you're getting um, catfished by an algorithm. Getting catfished by an algorithm. You're getting the Would rhythm y'all... from an algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> now it's my turn to have a bad, make a bad pun. <laughs> okay. On that note, you know, I want to remind everybody there was a new there was a new segment introduced on the last episode of Unsolicited Perspectives that that released this past Tuesday, the same day that Kevin uh, McCarthy was ousted as speaker. Because <laughs> yeah. I talked I talked about it and then released the episode, and he was re- released from his job hours later. And I was a lot like, of big mm, things happening. I was like, that wasn't a very timely episode. But the ending segment is the first segment of the Love Doctor. The love doctor, B. Ant, that's his name, and he's here to ease your pain. I don't, I don't know. That. <laughs> no, I don't know if that's that's not what it is. Awful, and I hated was... the voice. Make <laughs> it something else. Oh, Jay, what do you want to tell the people out there? Um, check in with yourself. Check in with your friends, especially your strong friends. Check in with your family. This is the holiday season is coming up and it can be a difficult time for people. So just the word, the word is check in. I can't, I can't even add anything to that. That's perfect. So until next time, as always, I'll holla. Woo. That was a hell of a show. Thank you for rocking with us here on Unsolicited Perspectives with Bruce Anthony. Now, before you go, don't forget to follow, subscribe, like, 
comment, and share our podcast wherever you're listening or watching it to it. Pass it along to your friends. If you enjoy it, that means the people that you rock will enjoy it also. So share the wealth, share the knowledge, share the noise. And for all those people that say, well, I don't have a YouTube, but if you have a Gmail account, you have a YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can actually watch our video podcast. But the real party is on our Patreon page, After Hours Uncensored and Talking Straight-ish. After Hours Uncensored is another show with my sister. And once again, the key word there is Uncensored. Those are exclusively on our Patreon page. Jump onto our website at unsolicitedperspective.com for all things us. That's where you can get all of our audio, video, our blog blogs and even buy our merch and if you're really feeling genuine and want to help us out you can donate on our donations page donations go strictly to improving our software and hardware so we can keep giving you guys good content that you can clearly listen to and that you can clearly see so any donation would be appreciative most importantly i want to say thank you thank you thank you for listening and watching and supporting us and i'll catch you next time Audi 5000, peace.